Hello, everybody. Uh, we are welcoming back to De-Stress for Success, Professor Selena Bartlett, neuroscientist, speaker, author of several books, uh, and most recently author of a groundbreaking and very important book called Being Seen, which we're going to talk all about. I know that you all love having her as a guest on the podcast. The downloads were off the charts when she came on earlier to talk about phone addiction uh, and with a particular focus on our youth and their habits around phone use. And we're going to delve even more into that. A big heartfelt welcome to you, Professor Bartlett. Oh, thank you, Isabella. It's so great to be back again. And I really appreciate uh, the timely opportunity you've given me to talk to your audience. So thank you. You're welcome. This is a topic we all need to hear about. Look, I start off uh, the, with the question, what are you doing right now that really works for you to de-stress? Um, I would say the best tool I have up my sleeve is a panoramic view. Um, and being in nature. Uh, so that yep. always allows me so much opportunity to expand a very de-stressed mind. I've had been through <laughs> quite a lot, as I alluded to before we came on in the last year or so. I've done a lot of elder care and my father-in-law passed a few weeks ago and we had his funeral in the UK. So I had to invoke many <laughs> strategies, shall I say. One of them was running around a beautiful field every day. Mm -hmm. uh, that And it's a beautiful field in nature actually and it was not minus five as well so I got that cold exposure that I talk about all the time so I think that really helped me navigate a very stressful time for the family. Thank you so much a panoramic view nature win-win. Uh, okay let's let's get into this book. Uh, you've released this book after a lot of research uh, a lot of um, talking to other parents and really digging in deep to what our kids are being exposed to in the digital era. As a parent, as a mum of two boys and a stepmother, uh, it's always there in the back of my mind. I'm always thinking, oh, I need to get them off that screen. I need to monitor it more. Oh, no, they're old enough. And then I kind of park it and move on. But I'm beginning to learn that I shouldn't. Um, look, your book, just as a very quick uh, recap is really going to guide us through um, how to navigate this digital era. You're offering parents science-backed practical guide to nurture their children's brain health, manage stress, foster resilience. And it's not about shaming parents. It's about giving us skills. And I think we're crying out for this. Would you mind just telling our audience what is it that you have found out there in your research around parents and their kids and their access to the digital world? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I was writing a book called Thriving Minds for Parents and Carers, which is based on 30 years of my work around trying to understand why my sister had a mental illness and that I discovered why, and it is about the parent-child connection. And the being seen is actually about how to see your children for the unique, authentic individual they are. And it's an action verb. But in, in the progress of doing that research, um, I got woken up big time by experts in the field telling me that everyone is asleep at the wheel, Selena. You need to update your knowledge to 2023 
because um, as you know, I study a lot about adverse childhood experiences and how that leads to depression and anxiety later in life. And then he eluded me. His name is Conrad Townsend from Project Paradigm. Highly recommend you look him up. To the fact that what's happening online is actually a modern adversity that no one's taking any notice of. So when, when I really delved into that and it really sunk in my brain, I actually had to stop what I was writing and rewrite and do all the research. And then it became so alarming to me about what's actually really going on and no one's protecting children that I decided that I had to dedicate this year to activating the parent network because at the moment currently there is no one able to keep kids safe because of lots of reasons, um, which we won't go into right now. I, I talk about that in my book, but just know everyone listening, if you're a parent of any child, you need to know that right now in 2024, there is no safety online for children mm. for lots of reasons, not just the social media, which are, the papers are just now coming out in JAMA Pediatrics, demonstrating the impact of social media on the reward system of a children's brain. But on another flip side of that is the exploitation that's happening that people are not aware of and they're too ashamed to talk about it. And as you know, I'm a mother mm. and a neuroscientist and I have also five children between 22 and 33. Mm. And often you'll hear parents reflect back to me, oh, I'm glad my kids aren't having to deal with this. And I'm like, but, but their kids are going to have it 10 times worse unless we do something. Like, mm. let's talk about it. Let's stop putting it as difficult conversations, horrible to talk about. The more we talk about, the more we bring it out, the more we can help parents. It is on the parents, and I hate to say this because I hate mm. throwing things on parents because they're so busy and stressed, but that's where it's taking place. It's taking okay. place at home. And can I ask you this just to put in a practical um, saying just for the yes. listeners? So I would say that I have a pretty average um, monitoring of my kids. Snapchat's limited to two minutes. They don't have access to anything other than WhatsApp and messages. Screens have to be out of their bedrooms. They've got to be off by 6 p.m. Uh, I think they're pretty well adjusted. They're pretty creative. They're not gamers. Should And I'm thinking, ah, you know, one's about turned 16, one's 15. Is that enough? Should I be worried? Well, I would say the advice I've been given is that you are far better off thinking it is happening to them mm. than it's not in 2024. So it hit exponential numbers in August of 2023. Most parents think it's everyone else's children. Only 3% of parents think it's happening to their own children when we know it's happening to probably 60 or 70% of children in Australia. Mm. We're the leading country. The police have been trying to do something about this but can't stay on top of the caseloads too large now. So it's not mm. just about that. It's about our wealth means children are being neglected and they have access to cash. So all the criminal gang networks around the world have worked this out and so that's why we're being, we're being targeted basically. But that's just one major aspect. But the other major aspect is our brains weren't, and children's brains between the zero and 18. And for boys, it goes to 25. 
when they're fully developed, the brains mm. aren't tuned for this level of information that's coming at them. And it's also become hypersexualized. And so it's become the new norm. Yes. So that's, so that's and the third thing, um, which you can see why I'm so passionate about making this activate the parent network, is self-harming eating disorders are on the rise, mm. but they've become more violent because social media is showing people how to do it. Oh, it's frightening, um, Selena. So there are three things that there I was sort of thinking, well, it's about exploitation of them by third parties. But in fact, that's one of a very important limb. It's also impact their brain health, their reward systems. And I guess how that's going to impact how they interact yeah. and connect in everyday life. Yes. And so then the other self-harming. Jeez. Three limbs. What's kind of standing out for you as the most important thing that we really need to handle on as parents. I wake up mm. and smell and smell the reality and have this conversation with each other. So I've got this really difficult problem, everyone. I'm being turned off by all the networks because I'm coming out saying things that people don't want to hear. And so why I rewrote the book and made it very targeted on master parenting in the digital age, who is seeing your child, really? Is it a parent or is it a phone or a screen? Mm. Who is really seeing your kids? If they're on the phone for a few hours a day, their brain's being changed by that. It's not passive, it's active. It's changing the way the brain is expressing itself, right? We need face-to-face -face interactions. We need very much, we're a social species. So that's a major issue. But for me, which is what I was writing the book about, but then when I, when I discovered what I learned through Madonna King's new book, Saving Our Kids, where she outlines the problem in Australia, and then understanding the impact I know that that has, how adverse childhood experiences and trauma impact the brain, and knowing that this is then rewiring a child's brain because that's all that they pay attention to for hours on a day, it turns out. Mm. Um, then immediately you're just like, well, who's, what can we do about that? So if, if I know, for example, I know organisations that have been talking to governments for this for seven years, we now know Congress just um, stood up Mark Zuckerberg, made him turn around and apologise to parents. Huh. We know that, not, that they've known about this for a long time. And it's, as, as Alan Kohler says, it's a $7 trillion industry. So who's left to look after the children? Parents. It's just the parents, isn't it? Well, that's what it came down to in my mind. And I know how hard that a message it is because they always, it's already hard being a, being a 21st century parent with mortgages, living costs. I mean, I am one. I had, mm. a, as you know, I was a parent with a career while I had little kids. I lived in San Francisco. I did all of the things that we do and I did the best I could, which is also limited. But this new element and the reason 2024 is so bad is because, and, and this is horrible, five-year-olds in Australia are on porn sites. Oh, gosh, that just breaks my heart. And it's because smart devices have become everywhere yeah which means now unlike say my children or whatever my son only came into facebook when he was 13 right and he's now 26 yeah. but what's happening now is it's become the new normal to be out in a park and have every parent on their phone 
while the kids are in the playground, but the kids are trying to get the attention of the parents. Or in cafes where we don't like screaming children, which we used to have, where you just run around the park and be fine. Now they're mm. on phones to be quiet. Or you can be in restaurants and see so many kids on screens to, and they are dead quiet. Yeah. And yeah. so it makes it's, sense. And I understand it from a parent point of view because it's exhausting being a parent. It's absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done and it's exhausting. And I'm not against parents. I'm just wanting to help keep your children safe. That's all I'm trying to do is to, with my book, it really is don't bother reading it. Just know that children are not safe online right now. Even if you just get that message, yeah, that will be enough for me to at least tell everyone, tell all your friends that right now, Having a smart device in a five-year-old's hand is worse than smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette is safer for a five-year-old than yeah. a smart device in their hand. So anything Thank we can do to spread that message, word-to-word, mouth-to-mouth, one-to-one, I don't care. I d you don't need to come out and talk about it. Just please pass the word because I trust the parent network because I know they care about their children. Yes, the parent network is strong. And, uh, look, I um. I want to thank you for this message because, uh, and I want to talk also just about what you might offer up as a solution in a second, but at the very least, it reinforces and empowers us mums and dads that if we've got the inkling or concerns that we're just letting something go on under our roof that's out of our control, then yes, we've heard it here. You've got really good cause to enter into that battle and restrict and limit access. Yes, exactly. And, and the consequences, the fight, the frustration, yeah. which is the withdrawal from an addictive device, it will go. It will fade with time as they get used to living without it. But can I just ask this question, um, Selena? Just just say you've you've managed to get through the exploitation limb. You've you managed to do that. But what are the downsides to this generation that we're creating if you let them have um, open access to these devices? What, who, what are we raising? What are they going to come as teenagers and adults? So the first paper that just got released uh, last year in JAMA Pediatrics did a longitudinal study of just the checking alone. So they did 10 to 12-year-olds. They followed them for two years and they did brain imaging of their brains and demonstrated that people that were highly, like checking every hour their device for, for Snapchat or for whatever, you know, even messaging their friends or yeah. whatever it is, changed their the amygdala, which is the bottom part of the brain, which we talk about a lot. Um, that's the area they focused on. And they demonstrate a complete different uh area of the activation of that brain area compared to children that aren't checking their phone. So just the checking behavior itself because of the way it mm -hmm. changes the addictive part of the brain is leading to more impulsivity, right? And what we mean by that is your inability to say no to yourself. Makes sense. So, so as you get older, and the other reason I was writing the book for this purpose is because um, we want to <laughs> – not have a generation of people you, you kind of see it now people get bored don't they like yeah because we're so used to being able to have something in our life all the time it's hard to just even sit still without a tv or a phone or a 
podcast or whatever it is that we're doing, it's really hard to just sit still now. Can you imagine young brains that have been on these devices since they're, even their mothers are on their phones while breastfeeding now, thinking that that's okay too, but it's not because we know Mm. that's changing the hormones of the baby's brain because baby brains are really, really, really active. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just this world where no one's set any regulations or rules. The tech companies came in and they made a huge, they're making a bomb and the younger they're on, the better because they're on more. They're checking more, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's one aspect. So that's the checking, just the checking does something to the reward punishment part of the brain and that's been shown in a paper in JAMA Pediatrics. And so what you'll see in my research lab is now starting studies in this area because of the mental health component of eating disorder, self-harm. I've joined the board of the Sunlight Centre, which is offers free counselling to kids that are self-harming. And the self-harming is becoming more violent because they're being shown how to do it online. Um, and, and lots of parents understand this will resonate, but no one wants to talk about it because they feel ashamed, which I understand. Yes which is why my sister suffered her mental illness because my family didn't want to talk about it and it was considered bad. Mm. And now I understand that was incorrect. So I, that's why I wrote why I do all my work was in that yeah. space. But this new space of online has amplified that. So I understand why you don't want to talk about it. I probably wouldn't want to if I had this happen, but I probably would because of my nature because I don't want other people to suffer. But just know that right now, the only thing you can do right now that would have the most biggest impact is just please tell people that there are no safe places online for children in 2024, that they've worked out how to get to all children through either calculator apps. You think it's a calculator? No, it's a pornographic site in the dark web. Jeez. They've worked out... Well, if there's money to be made, they know how to make it. You know, they're making more money out of this than drugs. Um, there's uh, Google Docs messaging. There's uh, mm. Discord on the gaming devices. It's, so it's not just Instagram and the traditional places. They're probably standard places. There's all these other places that kids can access that we, they're way beyond our understanding because they're not using it like we use it. Yeah, And they're so smart. So they're doing things. And I write about this in my book. I write about all of these things that's hap- that's actually happening in real life. So they're changing time zones to get around parental controls there. There's just a whole lot of different things to right. look like they're safe. But I'm telling you, it's not safe. So it's there's just a bit of acceptance safe. here. Yeah. It's just not it- safe. And that yeah. people say to you, oh, but my kids are so smart. It's different. I've taught them all the languages and everything. I can tell you many children and parents have come to me and said to me, but I thought he was so smart and he, we talk about everything. And and then I discover he's lying in bed, doesn't want to get out of bed. And it's only that I could keep talking to him that I discover that he shared an image and then they extorted him for money. And now and he's he feeling feels stuck. And, and this is in a f- private school you know, wealthy family because they have access to cash. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So it's not not just one, it's not just, you know, people think in these spaces, oh, well, it's only going to be happening here. It can't be happening over here because we have all of this education. We have all of this, you know, access to different tutors and tools and, you know, schools and everything, but it's actually all children. And unfortunately, yes, kids that are most disadvantaged are getting the worst targeting. 
Well, it's really sad. It, it, look, it's a brutal but timely and important wake-up call and I'm very, I'm grateful to receive it and it's all it's already made me think I can't wait for my kids to come home so I can kind of step in a bit more. So it makes yes, some yes. more changes and I imagine it's a top-down yes. top approach of role modelling, how we use our tech. So what, I write a lot what, about What can that. we do? Yes, yes I, lo- so, I love your practical guidance here. So family tech plan. Yep. So at dinner... You set a plan for the whole family together and each of you are talking about what the rules are and each of you have to stick to the rules. Yeah. And so not all everyone has access to a family situation, but if you do and you and you do eat dinner together or start eating dinner together and no devices, have a basket for the devices and start having real face-to-face conversations and start not asking them about the device, not asking about what they're on, none of that. Avoid all those conversations. Have real conversations yeah. where, where you actually, you know, this Socratic method, if there's lawyers listening, you're asking <laughs> yes. questions to bring answers as you would in court to draw people out. You know how to do this. If your audience is mainly lawyers, then they know exactly how to do this really well. And yes. that's where you start. And it's not inquisition. It's parents wanting to be close to their children to work out who they are, what have they been doing, just re-establishing that connection. So that's why it's called being seen. It means an action. Make your child feel like they're being seen for who they really are. It will build their brain health and resilience. It will allow that social connection. It will allow face-to-face interactions. And we now know through neuroscience of two, this new area of research that just opened up through Dr. Joy Hirsch's work at Yale, that basically we've shown that face-to-face interact. she's shown face-to-face interactions allow interbrain synchrony and connection, whereas if we're online, it's the brain's not activated in the same way. So you lose the dorsal stream activation of your brain. Uh. And so when you're at this dinner table through food or driving side by side, you offer opportunities just to have really, we just don't want any policing or or, because then that will just drive underground. Yeah. And, and you know, that doesn't work. So it's about awareness and then tiny little strategies where they, they start to feel like, oh, they actually want to know about what's happening in my life or it's that reconnection. It's being seen. That is the fundamental nature of the idea I was writing about anyway, about how when you really see and connect with your child for who that person actually is and not your idolized version of what you'd like that child to be, Mm. it will Mm. totally change their brain health. And then they won't need have the need for likes and followers, and they won't have the same need. And then we, and then that connection builds so much power because then you find all these opportunities to reconnect in new ways, like new yes. activities, new that are away from screens and all of that kind of thing. So it's a follow-on activity, but I say that one feels to me like a very natural place to begin, where it's not threatening to anybody, and it just, you know what I mean? It just starts yeah. small. And have you noticed that there's a bit of a um, a withdrawal period where you're kind of cutting the yeah. the circuitry there for the impulsivity reach and grab? I mean, I do it, yeah. But I, I imagine it's good for everybody yeah. to lose that. Yeah, you got well, it all. That's it's actually withdrawal yeah. for sure. Yeah, there's, and there's also these other strategies now where you can have places for charging 
no, but the next major thing, if people are listening, if you really want to do something, make sure the phones and, and screens are not in bedrooms and bathrooms because that's where most of it's happening. Yeah, it's red alert. Yeah, red yeah. alert. That one is should be a ban from bathrooms and bedrooms. Yeah. Can I thank you for coming on this podcast and just talking so openly about this? This important message has to be heard. As we spoke just a little bit before uh, we, we hit record, uh, you know, we've got cigarettes, we've got vaping, but we've actually got this big silent elephant and it literally is silent, uh, which is our kids in their rooms, on their screens, and with all those three pillars that we spoke about um, in terms of negative impacts. But this can only, you know, this this family tech plan can only be of benefit for the entire unit. And I guess it's never too late to start, Selena, you know. Never you, too you late. Think it, it's, just yeah. think it's just, as he said to me, Selena, make sure you let them all know. Just pretend it is happening to them. Yeah, yeah. And that way you'll put everything in place where it won't happen to them. Or if yeah. it is happening to them, you're going to find out early. Or if it's if it has happened to them, you're going to find out. And then you can put in all the protective factors to so they're not dealing with it on their own and all sorts of other things. All of those things are beautiful for your children. Thank you, Selena. Being seen, it's the book that every parent needs to have. Uh, it's not about shaming or making your life harder. It's actually going to be harder in the long run unless you nip it in the bud early. It's about how to make your children feel truly seen by you, how this visibility can lay the groundwork for their well-being. So now where can people jump and grab this book? Well, so it's on everywhere. It's uh, Everywhere. Uh, it's uh, Amazon, uh, Kindle. I, I've just made it's on my website, which you can put the link on, uh, Professor uh, Prof. Bartlett.com. It's going to be available in bookshops if you ask for it. Um, it'll be distributed to bookshops around Australia. I'll be running events wherever I can. I really want to Fabulous. activate uh, the parent network. So anyone that will have me speak, please. Um, reach out to me because we it's a really urgent emergency alarm that we need to set off uh, in Australia so we're not the leading country for exploitation of our children. That's wonderful. Thanks again, Selena.